is Rock and Roll Grad School with your hosts, Heidi Hedquist and Luke Poling. Beth can hear them calling, but she won't pick up the phone. Hello, kitties. Hey, hey, the cloud's away. There's straw for the donkeys, and the innocents can all sleep softly. Safely. Oh, wow. damn it. All right. Anyway. That one kid, one dog. One is wide <laughs> awake. Well, either way, all of our senses are working overtime. Yes, they are. Indeed. We got there. We did get it was, there. It, it was took around a little about, bit, but yeah. we did get there. This week, we're talking mm-hmm. with Terry Chambers, uh, him previously of XTC, now of EXTC. Yes. About all their various happenings. It's a lovely conversation, mm-hmm. even if the internet was failing us that day. Indeed. Which it seems like every day now, somehow the internet's I mean, letting us down. Something. Someone's letting us down, but Terry yeah. didn't let us down. Terry did not. Terry delivered. Um, no, and that's, Terry definitely delivered. And bless him for chat. that. Great mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I wanted to talk about our friend's tragedy quickly. Yes. I or know. Should we wait till after we well, both see here's what I will just say. want to spoil it for me? No. Well, here's what I will say. Um, <laughs> yes. Since you will are seeing them, what would have been last night. Correct. So I saw you doing the math in your head. Like, was I going to carry the one? Yes, I will have. Mm-hmm. Um lovely show i don't want to go into details uh the whole evening lovely so i think you will enjoy it and i got to say hi to our friend maurice 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 i think is how he says it yeah maurice because from... like maurice gibb get it yes um <laughs> i love it's them. been one of those days i know but it makes me so happy because not happy that, but it does that I'm not the only one who can no longer put a sentence together. Like I love that this we are true. still tracking on our little different islands. Right. Yes. No. These trains are definitely running in their own uh, unique time zone. Yes. I think we can say. Indeed. And thank God we're not drummers because oh, we'd be terrible. Drummers. The band would be a whole mess. Oh, mess right there. I would be Tommy Lee without the talent, obviously. I would be just all about the like showmanship, but I wouldn't mm. actually play, whereas he at least can play. Yeah. So you would be strapped into the kit and spun, but just Absolutely. flailing your arms everywhere. Just, yes. Looking yeah, okay. beautiful, of course. Right, yes, of course. Does. Yes. Well, I'm glad we got that out of the way. Yeah. I don't know who you'd be. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, I would like to think Charlie Watts, but I feel like that's probably giving myself way too much credit. Well, but much like me saying I can't play like Tommy Lee, I just had right. the panache. I could see you with some Charlie Watts panache. Yeah. I You're mean, my lead singer. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Which is what you say to me all the time. Exactly. <laughs> out going as EXTC for a while now. It seems like you were just in Japan. You were in the U.S. last year. How's it been? Have you been enjoying the process or is it just a slog at this point? No, it's been good. Um, the band's been going since 2020. So um, it's, it's been um, a bit of a slog for three years. Um, yeah. <laughs> into all that as well. Um, 
But yeah, we're enjoying it. It's it's fun. It's 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 good to be a part of. What was it like? Kind of, did these songs ever leave your life? I mean, you left the band in I think it was '82, but has XTC and this music always been around you, or did you have some time away and get to come back to it this time? Um, no, it's always there. It's sort of in your veins. Mm-hmm. It's your DNA. I mean, once you've uh, performed this stuff, uh, recorded it. You can, there's no escape. <laughs> and it's there. It's, you, you, there's no escape from it. You're part of it. Mm-hmm. it what about going oh, to this? Oh. Go, go ahead. ahead. Nope, nope, you go. Nope. <laughs> You're actually not breaking up, so you talk. Oh, I better talk. We've had a horrible ice storm here, so my connection's not the best. But um, one of the things I think is so interesting, so often when these bands we love come out, again after a few years perhaps with a slightly different uh, makeup of some of the players I think a lot of times well I don't know so-and-so must be so angry and that's terrible that they did this without them but one of the things I know is really clear is that you're doing this with with the blessing of your fellow bandmates and obviously bringing in some incredible fellow players to do this now which I think is important for people to know yeah, the um, it's mo- it's very disappointing that the other three don't want to um, do the live thing. Um, Dave Gregory, in particular, I asked on three occasions whether he would be interested in being part of this, but um, unfortunately, no, he decided not to. But uh, I've got two great guys with me now: uh, Steve Hampton and Matt Hughes. Um, and we're doing a good job, I think. Uh, we've we've recently returned from Japan, which was immensely successful. Um, we intention of going back there again. So yeah, it's it's gaining momentum in a nice way. And I think it's got to yeah. be for, for fans the fact that you know I think they probably resigned themselves to never hearing this stuff live. And music always sounds better right. when you're in the room with the musicians, and they were just sort of all right, well, we have the records and we have to make do with that. But I, it seems like kind of EXTC coming along and doing this has been this got to be a great treat for them to get to hear this stuff in a different setting than than on the record. Yeah, surprisingly, there's a few people around that uh, have been coming to the gigs in the States um, that saw the band originally is um, quite remarkable, really, in light of the fact that we haven't been there for probably 42 years, I think. Um, but there's lots of new fans. Uh, a lot of fans have become uh, XTC people since I left the band in 82, and, um, and they've actually sort of gone back to the old material, having heard things like Skylarking and Oranges and the albums they weren't on. Um, and then rediscovered the old XTC, which uh, which is basically the band that I was in. But um, in order to cover that, um, we we play uh, from all of the albums apart from Go To, and we didn't think that there was anything on that particularly that um, was relevant today. I mean, some of the songs. Um, have, have weathered well over the ages and some of them don't so it's it's we've had to be quite selective in what we've um what, what we've ended up playing without missing out any of the hits i hope well in the sound i was listening to some of the records this morning getting ready to talk to you 
that so much of that sounds so timeless. And surprisingly, no. you're still talking to me, having listened to them. Yeah. <laughs> well, we, but uh, well, we try. We try to be keep be open minded. Uh, yeah. But like, it just sort of seems. Did you guys approach those records with this idea of how do we not fall into the trap of making it sound like 1978, or was that just naturally how you guys played? Yeah, it's. Um, it, I even um, when when I started putting this band together, there I started listening to the old records to try and find out um, what the hell I was doing on them, <laughs> and I wasn't uh, embarrassed by the sound of them, and I, I think the the songs of age. Pretty well, even the older ones, you know. As I say, I think there's a little bit on go to there that probably didn't age quite as well as what it might have done. And um, we've tried to use the material that um, is probably um, the best to perform live. Some of the things uh, are probably left in the studio because they involved a lot of keyboards um, and a lot of uh, vocal overdubs as well. And uh, in order to... Um, uh, do them justice uh, you know we'd probably need more musicians to do that when you've got your you've got it used to be a four piece right now you're a three piece so you've got you're all doing double and triple duty already making it all come to life which is amazing yeah well surprisingly um it's good for our sound engineer because he's only got three <laughs> people to do this. so um we should actually cut his wages as a result of that, I think. But um, <laughs> he he probably argued well, that. But, um, no, I, I think it gives, it gives more space for those that are there. I think um, from f f some bands there, when you get too many musicians on stage, they see can, they can tend to get into each other's way a little bit unless the thing is orchestrated properly. So it certainly gives us a lot more space. And. XTC's music in general is known for such a just well-orchestrated, well-assembled piece. I mean, the pop music in general is an incredibly fancy watch at times. Uh, how much freedom do you guys feel on the road to, to take these songs somewhere else and to see what other sounds you can get out of them? Or do, you, do the fans sort of demand, this has got to sound like exactly what we heard on the record? Well, um, that, that's up to the individual, really. Um, I've always wanted to play in a rock band, and this is probably the first rock band I've really played in. And it's <laughs> down to instruments. And um, we do a rock version of these songs. Now, if, if people want to listen to the records, well, they can do that when they go home. But when they come and see this show, hopefully and they will, um, they'll say... Uh, see a rock, rock, rock version of, um, of those songs, you know? And mm -hmm. uh, they, they, once they've paid their money, it's their choice. <laughs> very, very, very true. Have, uh, have Andy or, or uh, Colin seen you guys play? I mean, obviously, they've uh, given no. a blessing. No, they haven't, no. Just not interested in going back to the... Andy actually emailed me long, not long back and wished me all the best on our nautical adventures. She's going to be on this uh, cruise from LA to Mexico, which takes starts place next week, I believe. Mm -hmm. I, I mean... Yeah, that's coming up. And that's got to be such a fortunate position to be in. You know, like Heidi was saying, you so often see bands splinter and who's the real... I think journey now are arguing with each other or is it yeah everyone's always fighting uh, Correct. you guys seem to sort of 
weathered the storm of the musical disagreements and come out and sort of said, well, these songs and our personal relations aside, these songs still deserve to be heard. It's got to feel great that the music lives on in that way. I think so. I mean, I've always enjoyed the, uh, the live situation more so than the studio situation, which is probably why I differ from uh, uh, Colin and Andy's approach to the to the thing. They were quite content to um, just try and create as good a masterpiece as what they could in the studio. But from my point of view, it's all about going out in the live situation, uh, doing it by the seat of your pants there, because if you've you've if the errors are made then you have to live with them at, at that particular point in time so it sort of puts you on the spot quite a bit but uh it's it's also about uh having actual connection with the fans in that particular moment so it's a moment in time that can never be replaced i mean you can put a record on every day of the week and it'll always remain the same you come and see this band and um Mate, we're cooking one night and perhaps one of us might have an off night the next night, but that's the beauty of it. You know, it's, uh, you just never know exactly how it's going to go. You, you have your best endeavours, but um, it, that's what makes it exciting, I think. Yeah, the impressionistic side of this music and this art going, well, here's what it sounds like tonight. Absolutely. Is there anything that... Uh... Oh, go ahead quiet because I like connections bad. Oh, I think you're good now. Go ahead. Oh, uh, I was just gonna say, I think that's also really fun for the audience, the imperfection. I think we like to see, not that we want anyone to have off, but I think we like our heroes be human. So I think that's, that adds to it more. The moment, you know, um... People are looking at you thinking, ah, is he going to do that fill now? Has um, he still got it? This type of thing, you know. And um, up until this point anyway, um, we've, I think we've left the audiences um, fairly happy and content, I think, which is um, more than I could ask for, really, in light of the fact that I'm the only original member in the band, you know. I mean, there's going to be people that are a little bit sceptical for sure, but... Um, at the end of the day, our thoughts are that um, it's worth doing and, and people seem to be enjoying what we're doing. So it's very encouraging. Certainly. Is there any song for you that's always the, you're licking your chops, I can't wait to get to this one tonight? Uh, there's certain songs, that I, on the contrary, there's certain songs that I'm glad we're over. But, um, <laughs> I, 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 no, I don't know, really. Um, it, it all depends on the evening, I think. Um, sometimes you're playing a particular song and, the, and the, the audience are right into it, and then and suddenly you think, ah, that may be the, the highlight of the night. So it can vary from one night to another. That, once again, that's some of the beauty of actually being on the spot. Um, sometimes people get into it one night on... And another song, another night, you know. How has your approach to these songs changed over the years? Obviously, you've had, what, 30 years between the original recording and now. Do you ever look back on this stuff and listen to it and go, what the hell was I thinking? And there's a much better way to play this now? Well, I think that's exactly what's taking place, Luke. Um, mm -hmm. I'm certainly... Um, as manic, I don't think, as a player. Um, I'm, I'm 67 now, so um, 
when I was 27, I was probably a little bit more like, um, you know, likes of uh, Dave Grohl or T Taylor Hawkins or somebody like that, you know, going right at it. Mm -hmm. But, um, you know, when you're in your 20s, you're, at, you're, you're, you're in a position to do that. And it's all about uh, the visual thing. My approach now is um, to make sure that I conserve my energy so that I can get through the two-hour set. But um, <laughs> for the good. So I think my technique has certainly changed. You know, I noticed on uh, Wikipedia, which is always the most reliable of, of sources, they mentioned your, and I'm, I'm going to screw up the name of it, the uh, symbol choking or basically hitting the symbol and then silencing it immediately. Do you think that's one of your kind of key elements of your playing, or is this something that fans have blown out of proportion? Um, well, there's one particular song where I do that, yeah, but I wouldn't say um, my whole career has uh, rested on that. Um, yeah, it's just another aspect. Um, I mean, I think that sort of really, that type of thing goes back to probably Roger Taylor of Queen, where um, he was doing a lot of that stuff during... Um, uh, the early Queen stuff, you know, he's doing this, psh, psh, all this sort of business. Um, mm -hmm. Now I'm here, psh, that sort of stuff. <laughs> I mean, it's, a, it's 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 just a technique of the time, I guess. And um, I think I think um, I'm no different to any other drummer, really. I think we've all pinched stuff from somebody at some point in time. We all owe it to Gene Krupa or or <laughs> Buddy Rich or something of that nature, you know. Yeah. Now, and I've seen too that. Uh, you guys as playing as a trio have have sort of gelled and worked so well you're you're working on new music yourselves is this correct that's right yeah it's it's, it's a slow process at the moment because uh, we're so involved with the live gigs that we're doing so you got some stuff um, on your plate sure yeah. oh, I'm sorry yes yeah, so you've got some stuff on your plate sure yeah, um, I think we intend a little bit more serious about the uh, original material once we return from the States this time, which will be um, in early April. You must be looking forward to that. It's just such a new avenue to go down with the sound and these yeah, guys. I mean, it's nice to sort of play this old stuff there, but um, once again, it's it's nice to sort of like have something fresh as well. You know, it's, it's like sort of... Um, uh, eating the same meal all the time, it can get a little bit, um, you know, you just want something a little bit better in your diet, I think, from time to time. <laughs> Certainly. And I feel like XTC is one of those bands where you have a large number of songs that you have to play yeah. to make everyone happy. That's correct. I mean, there's certain songs in there that um, you know, you'd probably be lynched if you, if you didn't play them, you know. So, um, you know, they say, well, I've seen sort of bands and one thing or another, and um, I remember seeing Yes at one point there, um, and um, they played a really sort of an acoustic version of Owner of a Lonely Heart, and I was very disappointed because it was nowhere near what the original song was. So um, when you know when you have big hits, I think you have to sort of replicate them as best you can. I think for the satisfaction of the listener. Yeah, it's it's such an interesting dichotomy because. The fans are coming because they like the music, they support you, and yet there's a let's let's stay on the the well trod road. Let's not go too right. too deep into the B sides and the the outtakes. Yeah, um, 
it, it's the songs that people are most familiar with, you know. Um, we're, we're doing some other stuff as well, of course, here to keep the thing interesting. But I think overall, um, most of the time we're doing nearly um, two hours worth of material that, we, that we're working on. And we, we vary it depending on the venue, depending on whether there's a support band or not. So certain things have to be missed out at some point. But um, I think we've got a good cross-section of, of music across all the albums, to be honest. Yeah, it seems that way, looking at the set list, that you really cover the whole span of the band. And you said you have you cover every record except Go To. Is that right? That's, yeah, that's right. I mean, some people are going to say, oh, I'm disappointed they didn't play this. But in a two-hour thing, you got to sit... You know, I don't know how many albums it is, 14 albums or something, 20 odd years of, uh, of recording there. Um, and you've only got two hours. I mean, even Bruce Springsteen can't play all this stuff, you know? Right. Yeah, very true. Um, were you going to say something, Heidi? It's okay. And uh, I'm cutting out a lot, I can tell. So just. How did this original idea come to you? Because it seems novel that, like we were saying before, like, bands don't do this, don't allow this to happen without a lot of legal problems. Well, um, I, I think, um, you know, we're all individuals and, and people, you know, we make choices as to what you want to do. And I mean, I, my, my choice is to go out and play this stuff live. Um, and there's no contractual reason why I, I shouldn't do that. You know, I mean, I'm actually flying the flag for the for the rest of the group so i i don't see that um you know there's any reason why they wouldn't uh want me to do that i, I think um but i understand oh. what you're saying contractually um some bands might be in a bit of a pickle like that but uh, fortunately for me um you know that that's not the case yeah thank god roger rogers isn't in your band EXTC is playing all over America right now. For more information and for tour dates, check out their website, extc.band. Rock and Roll Grad School is produced by the Professional Production Company. Please be sure to rate and review us on Apple Podcasts because your impassioned review is just as honest as us standing backstage waiting to come back on for the encore. For more information, you can check out our website, rockandrollgradschool.com. And like everyone else, we're on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Today's show is recorded and produced by Heidi Hagquist and myself from our world headquarters located on the second floor of the professional office building, centrally located downtown. Our reluctant executive producers are John Sauvet and Sandy Stone. Our willing executive producers are Rachel Allen and Randy Jeanette. Our intern is Zach Jackson. This one's for Philippe. Thanks for joining us. Good night. Drive safe. May all your favorite bands stay together. <laughs>